0: okay so we're back so let's get into this let's get into this story right now of a uh christian missionary doing something that uh basically has let's just say there's a reason why black people do not like christianity let's get into it hard talk radio live in 4k
1: There, they're going to post there,
2: you know, they see what I mean, they money. So, he say he makes the rules of the director in the play. But the change was beyond us. So, he wouldn't do anything, but first of all, when he came from the car, he took out the nerve. When he left, he said, you know, I heard a snake. So, in case we want to see snake, then we'll get it. We're not going to so, get not going to get it. So, he came from the car and put the nerve in your pocket. After so we got to the people. So the people were playing it there, so you wouldn't do anything. So they thought, when push so you know, the the it's a, it's a, push, but push everyone, but
3: they, they
2: people. Yeah, in the other side, I to go patient and try my get So he saying, another the pipi. And so okay, the me go to the bottom, the water, but after being seen, some of the animals in his bush. The boy never in his pocket. So when mm, he said, Oh, can't see uh. so, you, um, like, I saw the animal in the abortion. I said, I just behind him, but he said, going want to go closer and just want to go. me came them. So I just came behind him. When he finished moving, I said, Wash your so, hands. Thank you. I want to listen to the town. So, I said, I wash your hands. Time finish the When you you can say, so So you say, Oh, small, going the small you'll be passing not too close. So when you finish, I will look for the direction and play the car go in the car, waking.
4: Should
2: the car? So. Yeah. not going to show all place missed the direction. That I, after I was going in the car and went to the road I when you come from, when you come inside the road and other side, so that they would keep back with go on yeah, the same road, the patient shop, to the ST. then other side, into the to other side, and then we on so, all the private places, he asked for the business. Place, the place, I said, Oh, but when they found a place, they said, I thought they told me they were going to go. So, all the places, they crossed me and I preached, and all the other people preached. But before then, we saw the cemetery. He said, Oh, I don't know if we were last in that area, but I am going to go to the cemetery to go see the grave, the name. The time people that I said, No, i good. I said, No, I fear I won't be So, how we first move? And then the bush burned up what they say, Nobody said, Nobody like, so. said, No, it's like they were washing or everything when you the car. So, we the car, you The car sitting in the car at first. So when he got down, and then he said, Well, just got you, you need to help me. So he brought the other one aside, then he in it. Then he had the other tick, don't have any hand. So he said, Just in it, and then you finish with the other side. I said, Okay, I'm not thinking of anything. So he was well, about so, he said, What's that in your head? So he opened up in my head, Open it up.
0: Like it Basically, she's saying that, uh, you know, she came in the car, he had a knife, he, ax- he she asked him, what do you want? What are you doing with that knife? Said to kill uh, snakes. Then he tried to make excuse about fixing a car. And he brought the instrument to fix a car. And he, he said, oh, you have something on your head. And that's when she felt uh, she uh, fell unconscious and started shaking. I saw powerful the, the the impact of the blow to her head. This is what else he started doing.
2: So he hit it. I yelled, So I felt like maybe the scatter boss or the thing, or the thing the inside, I was the airplane inside of my chair. I fell in the ground, I must have there from my I woke up. I woke up, he pushed me by it's the time. It yeah. When uh, I woke up, he pushed me by so it's like the boss. When here was in, he seen, hit him on back. So when he pushed me back on the ground, the writer, he did it left and then he worked Cutting a big I was not feeling it. He gave me medicine at first, but I took infection medicine or he had to the castle. to took it. But I was praying the and then he gave me injection so when I medicine, so they get all together for it to stop the format and the money looks so it's a better one. So I take the infection medicine to clean it. And then I said, Oh my stomach he helps me. So he came to my me medicine. He said, Well, I'm a you see take it. So I took my medicine in the gap for everything. So when he hit my ear first like, hey. So when he keep over me, I feel like he won't help me. So I said I've already
0: This is the news report to hear the clear version of what happened.
1: Broad, and a local church finds itself a part of the controversy. Only on KCCI, senior reporter Todd Magel just got some new information from that church. Todd? Well, Scott, this is a pretty complicated situation that KCCI started getting tips and emails last week regarding a missionary that's affiliated with Creekside Church in Urbandale. Now, he faces some violent accusations in Liberia. Creekside Church first posted this message to Facebook last week about Lucas Richard, a missionary from Louisiana who the church says it has supported for many years. Now in the post, the church wrote that Richard was attacked and robbed in Liberia and then requested prayers for him. But on social media, many people have a different interpretation, many of them accusing Richard of slitting a woman's throat. Several media outlets in Liberia are reporting Richard has been charged to try and kill a woman named Jessica Lloyd. Now, Late this afternoon, Creekside Church pastor Steve Smith shared another update. The church acknowledged its original post came off to the Liberian community as insensitive to the victim. The church is sensitive to Jessica, who also accuses Luke and Richard, of perpetrating the act now for her sake and in light of our relationship with the Richards it is always our obligation to see
0: sad thing is is like churches have been doing this for a long time they've been caught in many things like pedophilia uh getting uh african women pregnant in their churches this is not uh, something new not at all seek the
1: truth unquote. Now, Creekside wrote that, that they trust the legal system in Liberia to find the truth and render justice. Now, KCCI has confirmed this is also on the radar of the U.S. Department of State, which told us they're aware of the arrest of an American citizen in Liberia. The State Department declined to comment further. Now, the church tonight says Richard is no longer representing Creekside or will receive their support.
0: Right. CSO Council condemns attempted killing of woman, calls for religious communities intervention, speedy probe. The National Civil Society Council of Liberia and CSL has condemned the recent attempted killing of a young lady identified as Jessica Lloyd by an American national, Lucas Richard in Codwell. Richard is an executive director of the administration of Indigenous Mission, TIM Incorporated, a Creekside supported missionary. NCSCL, which is the apex body of a civil society organization in this in the country is also calling for a swift intervention of the religious community, most specifically the Liberian Council of Churches, LCC, as well as a speedy investigation into the act by Liberian government. Residents of Caldwell on the Bushrod Island Montistratio County woke up to the sad news on Friday over the dreadful situation surrounding the attempted murder. Of Jessica by Lucas Richard. In a video, Jessica Lloyd revealed that while driving their way from Barnesville, um, Barnesville, they irrelevantly stopped at, at different locations because Lucas Richards insisted that he wanted to urinate and take a walk into this to the cemetery. According to her, Lucas Richard requested for three breaks in less than an hour before they arrived to where the incident occurred. Following the the different brakes along their way she disclosed that he didn't harm her until they got into an isolated area where he again insisted that he needed to address an issue he had with his vehicle tire she narrated that she was asked by lucas to aid him in repairs of this tire and at said at the point he suddenly hit her head with a huge iron and started beheading her However, she said while in the process of beheading her, she was rescued by a Kikek rider. Jessica explained that the Kikik rider then hit Richard from his back, but Lucas still managed to escape the scene before being later arrested by officers of the Liberian National Police, the LNP. According to the CSO, counsel in a statement signed by chairperson Loretta Alitha Pope Kai indicated that. This barbaric act by American nationals should be investigated to the fullest with, so that he should face the full weight of the law of the Republic of Liberia. Unfortunately, unless the public of Liberia does have a strong constitution and does not accept bribes, this man will walk free. Council is urging the entire religious community pressure and rights-based groups to join the campaign of raising their voices loud and seeking justice for, vict- for victim Jessica. The National Civil Society Council strongly condemns the reported and contempted murder of a young lady, Jessica Lloyd, a Caldwell resident and a Liberian. We are saddened by the barbaric act and hereby call on religious community, especially the Christian community, notably the Liberian Council of Churches to stand tall in this. We are calling on all pressure groups and rights-based organizations to join the campaign in seeking justice for the victim. This is a life of a Liberian that could just have been lost for no reason, said the council statement. We want to also thank the Liberian National Police for being up to the task to ensuring that the predator was arrested, but this should not be the end. We are following this letter to ensure that justice is this man speedily added the council personally i think um unless if this man is not prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law then it's time for liberia to start kicking out these churches that's it start kicking out these churches they have plenty of churches that these africans could go to For a long time, like I said, these white Christian missionaries have been going over there, molesting kids in orphanages, getting black women pregnant, a whole bunch of um, just stupid, sick crap. And they're getting away with it because they are white. Okay? It's because they are white. And blacks have a right to throw them out. People want to say the only thing that could explain this, if he gets away with this, is simply two words: white privilege. Okay, if you are offended by this and you're white, you are the problem, because if you're not white and racist, it it doesn't apply to you. If it don't apply, let it fly. All right, let's talk about this. uh, Russell Brand situation right now.
5: leveled against him in an invest- Fair investigation by the sunday times the times and channel four's dispatches program well of course russell brand worked for the bbc uh, and according to this article um, he was at the BBC um, as a presenter on Radio 2 when some of these uh, alleged sexual assaults took place. A BBC spokesperson has released a statement and it says Russell Brand worked for a number of different organisations of which the BBC was one. as is. Well, known Russell Brand left the BBC after a serious editorial breach in 2008, as did the then controller of Radio 2. The circumstances of the breach were reviewed in detail at the time. We hope that demonstrates that the BBC takes issues seriously and is prepared to act. It goes on, indeed, the BBC has over. Successive years evolved its approach to how it manages talent and how it deals with complaints or issues raised. We have clear expectations around conduct at work. These are set out in employment contracts, the BBC Values, the BBC Code of Conduct and the Anti-Bullying and Harassment Policy. Uh, the statement continues, we will always listen to people if they come forward with any concerns on any issue related to any individual working at the BBC, past or present. And a reminder, that statement from the BBC, released after allegations um, levelled against Russell Brand by a number of uh, young women. Um, These allegations pertain to alleged sexual assault between 2006 and 2013, while he was a presenter, uh, not just at BBC Radio 2, but also Channel 4. Russell Brand vehemently denies the allegations and he released released a video statement last night uh, denying any criminal allegations. We've just had a statement come through from Channel 4 regarding those allegations made against Russell Brand, rele- re- revealed in an investigation tonight. Um, Channel 4 says that it is appalled to learn of these deeply troubling allegations, including behaviour alleged to have taken place on programmes made for Channel 4 between 2004 and 2007. We are determined to understand the full nature of what went on. We have carried out extensive document searches and have found no evidence to suggest, to suggest the alleged incidents were brought to the attention of Channel 4. We will continue to review this in light of any further information we receive, including the accounts of those affected individuals. We will be asking the production company who produced the programmes for Channel 4 to investigate these allegations and report their findings properly and satisfactorily to us. It goes on. In the many years since the alleged incidents took place, there has obviously been extensive change in Channel 4's management and commissioning teams. Today, Channel 4 has a zero tolerance approach to unacceptable behavior and has a robust code of conduct. We require all suppliers to have in place a rigorous safeguarding policies and provide whistleblowing support, including Channel 4's Speak Up facility. We are committed to ensuring our industry has safe, inclusive and professional working environments. That statement coming into us here at Sky News from Channel 4, of course, following those allegations that Russell Brand Denies. Let's bring in Sky's uh, Matthew Thompson. He joins me from the newsroom now. Um, And, Matthew, in quick succession, once uh, uh, these allegations were revealed in in this investigation, we've had a statement now from the BBC and Channel 4. Russell Brand has denied the allegations, but clearly this has ramifications that will rumble on.
6: Oh, absolutely it does. I mean, I think it's, it's important to be clear. There are, if you like broadly two categories of of offences alleged in this investigation in The Times and in dispatches. There is the very serious, more criminal allegations, which I'll touch on in a moment. And then there are lesser allegations of uh, misbehavior and other uh, other such inappropriate behavior, you might call it, whilst employed at Channel 4 and and at the BBC. And that's what the the Channel 4 statement you've just read out is more in relation to. But the more serious allegations are made uh, by four different women. One of them was just 16 at the time of the alleged offenses. Uh, They are said to have occurred between 2006 and 2013, so really at the height of of Russell Brand's fame, two of them in the UK and two of them in the United States. Now, one woman has accused Russell Brand of raping her at his home in Los Angeles. Another woman who was 16 and a schoolgirl at the time says that she was in a three-month relationship with Russell Brand, during which time he was controlling and abusive. She says, for example, uh, on one occasion uh, he sent a car to her secondary school to pick her up and take her to his home. Russell Brand has, of course, denied vehemently all of these allegations against him, in both categories. Uh, Here's a short clip of what he put onto his very popular YouTube channel late last night. Amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks, are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual.
0: All right, coming out two thousand six. this information, two thousand six must have said something. All right, timeline of the rise of his rise to fame and his sexual assault claims against Russell Brand. Okay, September sixteenth. The Times, the Sunday Times, and Channel 4's dispatches published an expose on Russell Brand, which detailed allegations made against the comedian rape, sexual assault, manipulation, and emotional abuse. Details around the claims are bone chilling and horrific. One accuser gave a shocking account of how the comedian raped her in a Los Angeles home. Another claimed uh, he sexually assaulted her after she was hired by him on a project. A third woman claimed he was she was groomed by Brand when she, she was just 16 before he. Oh, graved her. A fourth accuser claimed that Brand sexually assaulted and committed physical and emotional abuse against her. In response to the allegations, uh, Brand posted a video on his YouTube channel denying all the claims put against him. Amidst the litany of astonishing and rather Baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute, he said, the relationships I had were But always consensual. okay? Brand is a comedian who has always courted controversy, who spoke openly about his sexual prowess and preferences with many people now suggesting that the comedian hid in plain sight with the now suggestion, suggesting that the comedian hid in plain sight with the allegations spanning across Brand's height of fame between 2006 to 2013. It has sparked fierce questioning about how much Brand's agents and employees knew about his behavior and whether they enabled or emboldened him. Cosmopolitan UK chronicles Brand's staggering rise to fame and the celebrity status he held when the incidents are alleged to have taken place. Brand's early career, 2000-2002. One of Brand's earliest roles as a video journalist at MTV in 2000, which he presented the Dance Floor Chart. He was fired from the channel in 2001 after he turned up to work addressed as Osama bin Laden and the day after the the day after the September 11 attacks he was similarly fired from his radio show on XFM in 2002 after he read uh pornographic content material live on air it was after brand went to rehab in 2006 to get clean from an alcohol and drug addiction that he started to have mainstream success also brand Joins the Big Brother team 2004 2007. He was hired to be the host of Big Brother's Ephraim in 2004, a spin off show to the main action from the house. The program gave ordinary people and celebrities to share their opinion on their housemates. The show was rebranded Big Brother's Big Mouth in 2005. He left the show in 2007. During this time, production staff on the program told dispatches that Brand would point out audience members and ask, him, ask the runner to get phone numbers. It was like We were taking lambs to the slaughter. We were basically acting like pimps to Russell Brand's knees, they said. He also reported started a relationship with Rachel, not her real name, who worked as a runner on the show. After flashing her and making jokes about oral sex in his dressing room, the two started a consensual relationship, but Brand insisted the relationship had to remain a secret. (laughs) Okay. A statement from the Banjas UK which bought Edemol the production team behind big brother in 2020 said in light of this very serious allegations raised by dispatches and the, the times sunday times investigation relating to the alleged serious misconduct of russell brand while presenting shows preceded by Edemol in 2004 and 2005 uh Banny uk had launched an urgent internal investigation and will cooperate with any request for information from broadcast partners and external agencies. We all encourage anybody who feels that they were affected by brand's behavior while working on the production to contact us confidence. All this time, 2030, I mean, I'm sorry, 2023, you want to come out with this? What was he saying on his YouTube channel and on Rumble that got people so mad that they had to expose him? Or just find people who are willing to be paid to make up lies about him. Until more truth comes out, that that's that's what I'm thinking. Sorry. This doesn't make any sense. In two, all right. Russell Brand on BBC Radio and MTV 2006-2008. 2006, Brand co-hosted the Russell Brand Show on BBC Radio 6 Music. It proved popular. The show transferred to BBC Radio 2 in November that year, airing on Saturdays from 9 to 11. It was in 2006 where Bran met Alice, who was using a pseudonym to protect her identity. Alice was 16 and said she bumped into Bran on the street in London after a day of shopping. The two started a relationship. Bran was 30 at the time and aware of Alice's age. Alice claims he used cars to paid for the by the, paid for by the BBC to pick her up, and ferry her around, ferry around to his house. He also alleges that he removed, ooh, yeah, he removed the condom during sex without her consent, so four serial sex on her, and spat in her mouth. Oh boy! During this time, Brand also had also returned to MTV to host one Lexier Square, a chat show consisting of celebrity guests and musical entertainment in a recent unearthed clip from the show brand is seen telling model caprice to get her knickers off not everyone was won over by brand's bad boy stick he paraded at the time in an interview in the daily mirror from 2006 danny mona described brand as a bit of a vile predator adding i certainly don't think he's cured his sex addiction She said that Brand wouldn't take no for an answer, and throughout the whole interview, he kept making shocking remarks that I can't even repeat. Brand's behavior became more brash during this period. In 2007, he made a phone call to to Jimmy Savelle before his extensive child sex abuse crimes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You contacted Satan. Literally, he is Satan from across the pond. If you don't know who Jimmy Savile is, look him up. After you're done, say your prayers afterwards. In the phone call, Brand said he'd send a very a, a very attractive personal assistant to massage Savile. As Savile joked, she'd have to do it naked. One woman, going by the pseudonym Olivia, claimed that Brand exposed himself to her when. In the BBC's Los Angeles office, she alleges Brand followed her to the bathroom and insisted they had sex before he showered her. He, I'm sorry, before he showed her his genitals. The incident was then discussed on Brand's radio show. The episode, which was broadcasted in June 2008, C's Brand colleague Matt Morgan says it's been 25 minutes since he showed his blank to a lady, as Brand is heard laughing in the background. Brand was sacked from the BBC in 2008 following the infamous Scascate incident. He and fellow comedian Jonathan Ross left a series of inappropriate messages on former Three Tower star Andrew Sachs' answer phone, where they discussed how Brand had previously had a fling with Georgina Bailey, Sachs' granddaughter. Following the allegations, a BBC spokesman said Russell Brand worked for a number of different organizations, of which BBC was one. As well-known, Russell Brand left BBC after a serious editorial breach in 2008, as did the then-controller of Radio 2. The circumstances of the breach were viewed in detail at time. We hope that it demonstrates that the BBC takes issues seriously and is prepared to act. Indeed, the BBC has, over a successive years, involved itself involves its approach to how it manages talent and how it deals with complaints or issues raised. We have clear expectations of, around conduct at work. They are set out in employment contracts, the BBC values, the BBC code of conduct, and the anti-bullying and harassment policy. We will always listen to the people if they come forward with any concerns on any issue related to any individual working at the BBC, past or present. Russell Brand heads to America to start a film career in 2008 to 2014. Having previously had a bit of parts in some films, Brand made his Hollywood breakthrough in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he played a rock star, Aldous Snow in 2008. It was a role he reprised in 2010, buddy comedy movie, Get Him to the Greek, where he met Katy Perry. The pair married in in India in 2010, with Brand divorcing her, by text in 2012, the film roles and superstar wife made brand a household name across the pond, landing him his own late night talk show brand X in 2012. It was at the launch party for brand that he met Nadia. He kissed her and they exchanged numbers. She went to his house once and had consensual sex with him, but it was another occasion. She claims she was great. He comes running out of the bathroom naked, and I'm kind of taken back. I've got a bag on my shoulder and a little dress and a coat on top, she told dispatches. Nadia alleges that Brand pushed her against the wall and kissed her, she says. He then told her that a friend was waiting in the bedroom to join them. She said, I'm like, no, that's not happening. I don't care, that's not happening. We're not doing that. While trying to get away, Nadia claims that she she caught, what is this? She claims she caught under a painting she got caught under a painting and brand raped her without a condom nadia went to a rape treatment center on the same day and went to therapy at the clinic for five months according to documents seen by the times <sighs> wow this is wild man this is <sighs> I don't know what to think of him now, I don't. A year later, a fourth accuser probe, a fourth accuser, sorry, Fulby claimed to have met Brand at the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. They had a brief consensual sex relationship and Brand hired her to work on a project with him. While they were alone at the house together, he aggressively tried to have sex with Fulby, pinning her down and trying to take her clothes off and putting hands down her trousers. After screaming at him to stop, He swore at her and told her she was fired. She left his his house barefoot, running past a group of people heading to Brands for a business meeting. She claimed that years later, she she bumped into a man who had been in that group who apologized for not helping her. He pulled me aside and he said to me, I have never forgiven myself for not running into that house to save you. I have heard you screaming and I didn't know what to do. And we were all scared of him. I didn't do anything, and I'm sorry. Russell Brand returns to the UK and marries Laura Galaxia, 2014 to the present. Wow. So this is the timeline here. I mean, you could read more for yourself. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But my thing is, is that why come out now i don't get that why come out now this had these things happened in 2006 okay you wait till 2023 that's my thing all right okay so we're moving on to the uh the immigration problem that we're dealing with right here.
3: NYC. look, I think it's both. And I think it is, it is utter hypocrisy at the same time. The, the, the order of magnitude is really different. Listen, this was stark last year. You, you, you look at a community like Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard has a mm. population between 20 and 30,000 people. And and when Governor Ron DeSantis sent
0: fifty five zero illegal immigrants. Look at all these men here. A lot of, like I said before, why are you sending all these men? Most of these illegal immigrants coming over here a uh, military fighting age. All of them are men. New York City has a lot to worry about, a lot, because they're bussing more over to New York City, more illegals, more men.
3: Immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. They freaked out, they declared an emergency, they called in the National Guard, and they deported them within 24 hours. To to put that in comparison, I want you to compare it to another town that is about the same size as Martha's Vineyard. That is Del Rio, Texas. Del Mm -hmm. Rio, Texas is a town right on the border on the Rio Grande River, has a population of about 30,000 people. I was there in Del Rio when on one single day there were between 10 and 15,000 illegal immigrants in a single day, 50% of the population of Del Rio all gathered under a bridge right there, invading the city. Martha's Vineyard says 50 is an emergency. Eric Adams says in New York City, 100,000 is an emergency. We've got Texas towns where half the population is coming in illegally, and yet the Democrats still refuse to do anything about it.
0: Crime, drugs and terrorism. What Biden's open border agenda means for the US. Even some Democrats are beginning to admit the immigration situation is spiraling out of control. Oh, really? Really? The defenders of open US borders like to sell the happy, optimistic narrative that asylum seekers are primarily innocent people looking to build a better life in the United States. The raw data, however, points to a much more complicated story. It's the rarest occurrence of all when politicians admit they were wrong, but that's what is almost happening in democratic rural cities, including New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, which are being forced to absorb a continuous influx of migrants together with a large slab of humble pie. Let me tell you something, New Yorkers never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see ending to, I don't see ending, I don't see an ending to this. New York city mayor, Eric Adams told a hushed audience in Manhattan as he called for federal assistance just days before the anniversary of 9-11. The issue will destroy New York city. Like I said, you brought them here. You said you wanted to be the black Biden of Brooklyn. You brought them here. And now you say this, now you say this, we are past our breaking point. Adams continues with his, apocalyptic plot, New Yorkers' compassion may be limitless, but our resources are not. Who said we wanted them here? I, I I don't specifically remember me saying bring illegal immigrants here, people we don't know who they are, who have diseases, tuberculosis, who have, you know, all types of problems, probably criminals from gangs, okay, that are probably looking to recruit people of their own ethnicity, you know, like MS-13 and start gang problems in New York. I didn't ask for this. Back on the campaign trail in 2021 campaign, I mean, Adams campaign posted on what was then Twitter, we should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under Adams administration. Much of the Democratic Party's headache stems from the creation of a so-called sanctuary cities, defined as a municipality that limits or rejects cooperation with the federal government in enforcing immigration law. In other words, the sort of neighborhood Antifa would fully endorse. Sanctuary policies have been around since the late 1970s, but they were practically unheard of until quite recently. The Federation for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, an estimated at 564 U.S. jurisdictions had adopted sanctuary policies in 2018. To put that into perspective, there were no 40 such protected zones when Barack Obama was sworn into the White House in 2009. Not surprisingly, many illegal migrants without any means of supporting themselves flocked to these arrest-free zones where they can take advantage of social services such as housing, healthcare, and public education without fear of deportation. But it goes beyond Just free handouts. Here's how Fair describes sanctuary cities and the obstacles they place in front of the law enforcement and other border patrol. In their various forms, sanctuary policies forbid state and local officials, including law enforcement officers, from asking people about their immigration status, reporting suspected illegal aliens to the federal government, holding criminal aliens for arrest by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, or otherwise cooperating with or assisting federal immigration enforcement; these policies endanger public safety and enjoy very little public support rather they are the product of intense pressure from well-funded groups that oppose nearly all forms of immigration enforcement you gotta ask yourself who are the ones that would benefit from this type of chaos who would benefit from it okay OK, or due to the capitalization by local officials in the face of threatened lawsuits by self anointed civil liberties organizations. The ACLU, for example, is of the opinion that actions of sanctuary cities represent basic American values, a spirit of inclusiveness and respect for individuals. Yeah, they want to bring the country down. They want they want chaos to the point that they have to bring in martial law. It's basically what it is. In other words. Entering the U.S. illegally now ranks up there with basic American values without any feasible barrier to prevent them from entering the U.S., nor a legal basis to apprehend them. It's no surprise that there are an estimated 16.8 million illegal aliens residing in the USA, a whopping 16 percent surge since that of Biden's presidency. This massive influx has forced New York City to declare a humanitarian crisis that will cost taxpayers about 12 billion over three years. Unless financial aid is forthcoming from the US government, Trump's much bewailed wall would have only cost twenty-one point six billion. A one-time bill that would have relieved Democrats of their unaffordable virtue signaling that is only getting from getting them angry voters. Bailout funds from Uncle Sam seems unlikely. However, a Washington is too as Washington's too preoccupied with bump, with pumping weapons into Ukraine to bother itself with more pressing domestic issues. Incidentally, the Republicans are manipulating the Democratic Party sanctuary policies to great effect. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, for example, whose border state has been inundated with more than millions of illegals in the past 11 months, has bused more than 13,500 migrants to the Big Apple since last spring. Meanwhile, Exactly one year ago, Florida's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, triggered a humanitarian situation in Massachusetts, authorities said by deporting about 50 illegals into the island of Martha's Vineyard, a getaway primarily populated by wealthy elite like the Obamas and Clintons, without notice. (laughs) Needless to say, the Democrats were not amused and the illegals were quickly sent packing, thereby betraying the hypocrisy of the establishment. Yeah. Okay, they want them to be in everybody's house back, everybody's backyard, but their own. However, there are other issues connected to the open border that are more pressing like national security. On September 14th, the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration Integrity, Security and Enforcement held a hearing entitled terrorist entry through the Southwest border and focused on how the Biden administration open door agenda has led to record high encounters of aliens on the terrorist watch list, as well as a mass release of unvetted aliens into American communities. One of the speakers, Rodney Scott, who served as chief of the U.S. Border Patrol for 29 years expressed his frustration with the significant setbacks his department experienced ever since the U.S. President Joe Biden's executive orders on immigration went into effect. Starting on January 21st, 2021, I watched the border security gains that were made over three decades vanish and the safety of border communities spiral backwards scott told assembled lawmakers with each border security and immigration related executive action that the biden administration took the volume of illegal immigration had rapidly increased overwhelmed border patrol and effectively transferred control of our southwest border to mexican drug cartels The problem goes much deeper than drug trafficking. However, as bad as the activity is, the open border is opening up America to a very real threat of terrorist activity. Between October 2022 and August of 2023, Customs and Border Protection, CBP, documented 74,904 illegal migrants nationwide for potentially posing threats to the national security, according to CBP data obtained exclusively by The Daily Caller. Border patrol guards encountered 25,627 special interest illegal migrants in fiscal year 2022, compared to 3,675 such encounters in fiscal year of 2021. Special interest aliens are individuals with suspicious travel patterns who may pose a national security risk, but who are not necessarily terrorists, according to the Department of Homeland Security. According to a report by the DHS, U.S. immigration and customs enforcement ICE must be able to locate migrants to enforce immigration laws, including to arrest or remove individuals who are considered potential threats. Now brace yourself for something straight out of the Keystone Cops. DHS admits without any good explanation that it has limited abilities to track migrants post-release addresses accurately and effectively. Ditto for U.S. Border Patrol, who cannot only could not always obtain and does not always record migrant addresses. Ice is also left out in the cold as it does not always validate migrant addresses prior to migrant release into the United States. So what exactly do these entities do besides drafting reports detailing what they cannot do? This brings us to the meat of the matter of the DHS report based on our review 981,671 migrant records documented by the USBP from March 2021 through August 2022 addresses far more than 177,000 migrant records were either missing, invalid for delivery, or not legitimate residential locations. It would be interesting to know how much more than 1,000, sorry, 707,000 they are talking about, but it's probably better we didn't know. So, who are these 177,000 individuals that are, that have disappeared from the Biden administration's radar? Who are their friends? What are their interests, hobbies? Do they love the freedom obstinately, obstinately enjoyed by everyone in the United States of America, or do they hate the country because of it? The way the King of Terror, Osama bin Laden, did, according to George W. Bush, the Democrats should be worried about the answers to these disturbing questions and not just because an election year is fast approaching. Basically, yeah, it's about. Getting those votes, that's what it's about. All right. It is pulling all the stops to do it, all the stops. And a lot of black people should be worried. They should be insanely worried because not only these immigrants, there is no black and brown coalition. I just want to let you know that that does not exist. Because you have Spanish white supremacists. Okay. You just don't have the Ukrainian refugees who are low key white supremacists. You have Spanish white supremacists, too. They do not like black people. They don't. And they've made that known. Not only in their country, but when they work in warehouses with black people, when they're in the uh, Los Angeles Sheriff Deputy Department. I'm talking about the, uh, the legal immigrants, too ones born here and they carry that hatred you should be worried especially when they move into your communities this is not a joke this is for real okay Kevin Samuels is going to help you out of this one those dating coaches aren't going to help you out of this one or the red pill matter of fact You know, since it's really dying, they'll find a way to shift their business model, to cater to them. You think they won't? You think they won't? To Survive? That's all they care about is money. Things are really going to go bad in this country. We're going to vote for Trump. Trump is not your friend. Trump is not your friend in this situation, buddy. Trump is down with Shabbat. You need to look that up, what Shabbat is about And these Noahide laws Look that up The red list, the blue list Look that up You know Because when you read these articles Especially this writer right here Democrats, Democrats Nah man Both sides love illegal aliens you get to pay them cheap on the dollar. Democrats get those votes. Republicans get on the Republican side, they get cheap labor. Who do you think's cutting your grass? If you're from, if you're from the burbs, who do you think is cutting your grass? Hmm? Or taking over the construction industry? Hmm? Who's who's taking that over? These are illegal the immigrants. The ones from uh Spanish countries. All right. Also, who are the ones that some of them, uh, you know, I have no offense to, I, I have nothing against the uh, Hispanic community. But the fact that remains is that you do have some among you that will support illegal immigration. Because they want to conquer and wipe out. The blacks from the economic table. Okay, so some of them, they're down with illegal immigration. They don't care. They'll work with white supremacy. You don't like black people. I don't like black people, too. I'll hang out with them sometimes. I'll sleep with their women. But I don't like them either just to get ahead and only need to find out that white supremacy breaks their toys and they will kick them to the curb. Okay. That's how they act. Look at the evil that uh, Miss Martinez did. Okay, when she worked on the council in LA, all those seats she blocked from blacks getting there for for blacks to get resources, she gave them all to her people. All to her people. That's how grimy they are. And if you're you know Spanish and Latino, if it doesn't if you're not like that then let it fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. But this is what's going down. This is what is going down in this country. And black people are a target. All right. Let's get into this story right here. Another story about when Tim Scott says some stuff like crap, like, you know, America is not a racist nation. Show Tim Scott this story right here. Show him this story. Let me show you this beautiful bean footage. Fair use, by the way. Fair use.
4: A white 14-year-old boy is out on bail after prosecutors say he tried to drown a black teenager in a pond in Chatham. And as WBZ's Louisa Moeller tells us, today in court we learned this isn't the only racially motivated accusation against him year old john sheeran leaving court after his bail hearing briskly walking and barely saying a word as he got into a car with his father a judge said he can live in chatham on a gps device
0: now, if that was a black kid choking out a white teen trying to drown him do you think this would end up the same way you think once again tim scott this is america's not a racist nation
4: sheeran do you want to see- THIS ALL STEMS FROM AN INCIDENT IN JULY WHERE A 15- YEAR-OLD BLACK BOY SAYS Sheeran TEXTED HIM TO COME TO A CHATHAM POND. THEN Sheeran AND ANOTHER BOY ALLEGEDLY THREW ROCKS AT THIS BOY AND ASKED HIM TO COME INTO THE WATER. THE YOUNG MAN DOES NOT KNOW HOW TO SWIM AND WORE A LIFE JACKET. THAT'S WHEN INVESTIGATORS SAY Sheeran REPEATEDLY PULLED HIM UNDER THE WATER, ONCE CALLED HIM THE N-WORD. And another boy called him George Floyd. This young man, Jack Sheeran, held on to his life jacket and pulled me under the water and back and up and back repeatedly about four to five times. While doing it, water went into the victim's mouth and nose, and he could not breathe. He started to shout, "I can't breathe!" over and over again, and tried to get Mr. Sheeran's hands off him. Mr. Sheeran left, let go, and the other child started laughing. He called him George Floyd. The boys allegedly did stop when another child on the beach swam over to intervene. Sharon's defense attorney, Kevin Reddington, says it was reckless teenage behavior, not attempted murder. Don't
0: you just love it? White privilege. Just love it. This was not attempted murder. This was just, you know, teenage behavior. Absolutely. your client remorseful of course absolutely no he's not oh you know he's remorse he's a white person he got caught and uh next time he'll learn better you know make sure you're with no cameras you're having a black boy who's gullible and make sure you do it when there's no cameras around follow your ancestors son
4: All of these details were heard in court as community members listened, and some of them say what resulted was not justice. This young man
2: was lucky. He didn't lose his life. But someone attempted
4: to do that. Why would you hold somebody down knowing he's saying, I can't breathe? Uh, You know, he feared for his life. Hours after the July incident, the prosecutor says that Sheeran punched a 13-year-old Asian boy in the face after that boy called him fat. Attorney Reddington says that his client apologized to that boy's family, and they declined to press charge.
0: Yep. Yeah, man. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just a white boy, that a young man that just lost his way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah. But it's not a racist country, man. Come on, man, it's just jokes, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh god. Oh. I can't wait for the tribulation period. I just can't, man. Ah. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Uh, The lies, man. The gaslighting in this country, man. Oh, boy. All lives matter, right? All lives matter. A white teenager was was indicted on an attempted murder charge in Massachusetts after he was accused of calling a black child a racial slur and really dunking him underwater. As the child said, he did not know how to swim. 14-year-old suspect is accused of taunting the victim on July 19th at Goose Pond in Chatham. Court documents said another juvenile, also white, laughed and called the victim George Floyd, referring to the black man who died in Minneapolis police custody in 2020, according to the documents. Water went into my mouth and my nose and I could not breathe, the victim said in a written statement to to police. So I shouted out that I cannot breathe over and over again and tried to get his hands off me. The victim also said that as a teen, as the teen and the other person continued to pull him under, he started feeling lightheaded and almost vomited, according to his written statement and a police narrative. After he began to feel exhausted, he shouted for help. He said a pair he said the pair were his friends and had invited him to the pond, so he rode his bike there. The teen told the victim to ride his bike into the water, but the victim said it belonged to an older to his older brother, according to the police narrative, which says the charge. The charged teenager and the other person began throwing stones at the victim the victim who could not swim put on a life jacket and got into the pond the document says it says the fortune continued to throw stones at him and threatened to beat him up at one point the teen grabbed a bigger stone and threatened the victim with it and called him boy and the n-word according to the police narrative police narrative the taunting continued as the teenager went and got into the water the victim told 14 year old could not pull him under or wrestle him because he feared he could drown, according to the documents. The teen then grabbed the victim's life jacket and dunked him into the water four or five times at alleged. The victim also wrote in a statement that the other juvenile started laughing and called him George Floyd, obviously making fun of him, me and showing no remorse. Several people witnessed the incident, and a person who helped get the victim out of the water told authorities that saw the teen and the others' person taking turns dunking the victim, according to the court documents. He said that when the he swam over to the group, the fortune year was sneering and had a grin on his face. The documents say. Another witness told police that she heard the, the Floyd comment, and a third witness described hearing the victim scream, stop. The 14-year-old was indicted on charges of attempted murder, assault with a dangerous weapon, the cape. And the island district attorney's office announced August 31st, calling it a racially motivated incident. His family could not be reached for comment. At phone numbers listed for them, his attorney said, the "Attorney did not immediately respond to a request for comment." Typically, the identities of the minor suspects were withheld, but authorities released the teen's name because he is being tried as a youthful offender which gives prosecutors an option seeking an adult sentence. NBC News is not naming the teen. Authorities have not released the names or ages of anyone else involved. It is not clear whether the second person will face charges. The district attorney's office said and said it can comment on juvenile cases only when the people under indictment are youthful offenders. The allegations shocked the Seaside town about 100 miles Southeast of Boston, the town's office of the select board said it was disturbed and saddened. We do not believe that it reflects the true nature of our community, which is diverse and inclusive. The board said in a statement last week, we condemn all acts of violence, particularly those directed at children. Our thoughts are with the victim and their family, and we are here to support them in any way we can we can coming forward. Scott Carpenter, the superintendent of the the Monterey Regional School District called the allegations incredibly concerning. He said the 14 year old and another juvenile are not enrolled in the district when continually strives to be a welcoming, safe and inclusive for all. We believe in celebrating diversity, promoting empathy, respecting the dignity of every human being. And fostering understanding among all students, staff and families, he said acts of hatred and violence are unacceptable. We come and we commend any behavior that seeks to harm or marginalize others on their race, ethnicity and any other at personal attribute. The teen suspect is being held without bail and is due back in court Wednesday for a pre-trial conference. This is what we're going to deal with, people. This is what we are going to deal with. All right. Things go when things hit the fan think this incident is only going to be one. There's going to be a lot of incidents like this because the cops are not going to be involved because when uh, the U S dollar loses its value, that's when chaos starts. When the banks shut down, that's when chaos starts and people are going to be left to fend for themselves and their families to be armed and to protect their families. So I got to say from now for now, uh, check me out on Spotify. Our talk radio live in 4K. Also on Rumble, Radical Thoughts, 791. Okay. And uh, feel free to donate to the Cash App if you feel so. So inclined to do so. I'm also on TikTok. Our talk radio, 79. Later. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Hit that like button. Helps to... My videos go through the algorithm later.